The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, get that JP dude on the phone. I got to talk to him. Hey, Max, give me that dude in Pittsburgh. I want to talk to him tomorrow. Not now. Tomorrow. Just, like, call him. I don't care. Tomorrow. Is he on it right now? Where is he? Oh, is that JP? Well, Max, don't confuse me with your imagination, you head tripper. Oh, and I can't believe I just picked up this colored photo in Bennett, you miserable. Oh, in the name of love and Twinkies and gas. What else am I doing? Um, did I already tell him what I'm doing tomorrow morning? What, at 11 West Coast time, you got to have a dish. Get Channel 5 in Los Angeles. I'm going on there for no apparent reason. Max, do you know why I'm going on there? I have no clue. I have no freaking clue. Because I'm a badass. I have no clue why they called me. I don't even answer the phone. I got somebody telling me where to go. I'm like a marionette. Now, Tom Kale hit like 7,000 his senior year at Baldwin High School. This dude had so many hits. Chicks were doing him like five nights a week. He had so many girlfriends that his parents disowned him. And he's going to go probably, hell, he probably already signed a deal. I know his agent. Evil guy. Willy Wonka. Ever heard of him? He had those special golden tickets. That's my boy Clark Barr, the freak with all them orange. Send down them oranges, you son of a bitch. I'm out of them. I'm losing weight over here without my chocolate. I'm Jones, and I'm eating frickin' Twinkies. You don't want to see that, do you? Now get me uh, Tommy Kale. Let me see what's... Tom, how are you, buddy? I'm okay. Dude, are you feeling like, dude, you got to be on top of the world? Um, yeah, I guess I am on top of the world. I mean, I don't know. You but. sound like you went up there with sunglasses on and you don't know where you are. Now, do you feel stoked or did you, like, tell your girlfriend, like, yeah, baby, it's straight to the top now. Or you don't even have a girlfriend. What's up? Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> Tommy's got ten of them. Yeah, tell yeah. me, how, how did the day go, bro? What's that? How did the draft day go for you? Um, it was okay. You just, you know, basically you just sit around the phone all day. And uh, wait for a phone call. I mean, was it hell? What's that? Was it hell? Yeah, sort of hell. I mean, it, it wasn't like playing ball every day and getting dirty. No, it wasn't. No, not at all. Uh, you know, just sit by the phone. You know, whatever team calls, you know, you know, when they call, it's great. You know, but until they call, 
I mean, you just sit there and do nothing. So, are you addicted to Clark bars like I am? Ah, if you want me to be, sure. I, I think you should just send him eight million of them so we can stuff him up. Now, you're a center fielder. Who do, who do you play like? Are you just, obviously, I've never seen you play at Baldwin High School, dude. I'm in hell. I live in L.A. Yeah, that's basically hell. I know it is. <laughs> it's hell. I just torture it. I'm a victim. Yeah. I carry a huge gun. <laughs> now tell me about center field. Are you like Dan Slyke? What do you like, bro? Do you grew up in Pittsburgh? Who do you play like? Are you like Omar Marino without the drugs? What's up? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Mm. You're a hitter. Yeah, I'm a hitter. Yeah. Now what? Now I said earlier, um, I talked to your agent, and he said that you hit like 600 something. I said you hit 7,000. I'm right, aren't I? Yeah, 7,000. He hit 7,000 last year, Brett. That is incredible. Now, Brett, get on there and tell him. About, I want to give you a couple of experiences we've got about people that we know that have started like you and gone pro. Now, what's your plan, at least from the beginning? Uh, are you going to sign the deal? Now, you get drafted in the t- in the 10th round, correct? Yeah. Now, you already told everybody who picked you, right? Seattle? Arizona. Arizona, the Diamondbacks. Now, yeah. the other guy that he represents got picked by Seattle in the 13th round, the shortstop. Yeah. Now, you, do you know that kid? Yeah, I do, actually. What did he hit, about 4,000? Yeah, something like that. Now, dude, tell me, um, in all seriousness, so the Diamondbacks draft you. I was talking to your agent today, and I, I said that, does he know that there's a swimming pool in right field filled with chicks in bikinis? Oh, that's great. I mean, yeah, there is. But uh, And on the road, they even have, like, Giants games. They had a, a hot tub to make fun of them. I say make fun of them all you want if there's going to be chicks in bikinis in every city. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, do you not, have you ever heard my show? I mean, you can say no because obviously I, uh, I'm so crazy. I must like, did I ruin your evening? No, I mean, cool. I, I, uh, I've seen you on MTV a couple of times with the WWF guys. They're talking about uh, WrestleMania or there's, something There's like dudes that. trying to kill me, bro. Yeah. They're trying to snap my neck and I'm, I'm quick, but I'm skinny. So I got to be quicker than all of them. I got no time. I hang around like your agent because he drives fast, fresh, like, fat like money cars and yeah, just looks good. Really, Tell me that dude doesn't look good at 50-something. Yeah, he's really good. I mean, great guy. Dude, even his wife's even beautiful. His wife's 50-something. She looks 20. Great family. Stay great away man. from him. Yeah. Now, he's got twin daughters, and one of them played baseball. Did she ever strike you out? Admit it. No. She struck you out, you yeah, liar. Yeah, get the hell out of here. Straight up, man. She got you high and tight and then off speed on the corner, and you look like a sissy looking for spaghetti. Yeah, whatever. Now, tell me about your senior year at Baldwin, bro. Did you guys win anything like a title? Nope. Drag. No title. So, in other words, you were like into, uh, it was like, you know, Tommy's world. Yeah, basically. So, you were the team, and the rest of the dudes blew. No. <laughs> Oh, we had some decent players. Anybody good that, that uh, got drafted like you? No. So they all suck. Don't tell me about people that can't get drafted. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're cool. Were, did, did your teammates, like, were you the dude that they looked to? I mean, straight up, were you, like, worshipped on the team, or were you just another dude? Um, Yeah, they looked up to me. I mean, I, I really can't go on radio and not tell you that much. Oh, dude, you're on nationwide radio. There's 30 million people listening, so start thinking about that, and you'll get sick to your stomach. Tell me about, like, your senior year. Did you get it like I did, skate by and make fun of teachers and stuff? Oh, yeah, all the time. I mean, beautiful. Kids should get the whole week off next week, and I'll pay for all their beer. <laughs> oh, don't tell me the high school kids aren't drinking beer and getting laid. Tommy, oh, tell me. Drinking beer and they're all getting laid. Well, but they're good kids. It's just their parents are so geeky that they don't, you know, they can't keep up. Yeah, you're right. That's why you got to lie to them. Yeah. What yeah. are you going to do? Tell your tripped out, geeked out parents that their like, son's out getting some on a Friday night instead of going to the football game? <laughs> I never went to one football game. I went to Mount Feminine. 
Yeah. I'm like mid-30s now, though, but I'm as pretty as a girl. Yeah. Yeah. Now tell me, you still haven't answered my question about what type of center fielder you are. Do you have defensive uh, abilities? Yeah, I got some defensive ability. I mean, it's not like I'm going to go out there and let the ball roll through my legs or anything like that. Who's your uh, favorite center fielder? Mine's Jim Edmonds. He's a great center fielder. uh, But mine, uh, I'm going to have to go with, uh, you know, Larry Walker played. Uh, for the Rockies, he plays right field, but sometimes they stick him in center. How do you hit? Who do you hit like? Is I'm sure that you love the majors. So, what are the teams that you follow? Now, do you love the Bucks? Yeah, the Pirates are okay. Cool. Do you go to games? Yeah, I went to about two or three this year. My dad goes to every game. You suck. Yeah. What is two games? What are you studying or something for your little test that you're gonna cheat on anyway? <laughs> Tell me this. Um, now, when you got drafted, who called you from the Diamondbacks? Did Jerry Colangelo call you? Um, no, the um, Eastern National Crosschecker called me. Um, he was I love a guy this dude. by the name of Howard McCullough. Now, is he the uh, their like chief scout? What was Jerry in the hot tub or something? Uh, <laughs> you want me to get him? Do you want me to get him to call you? Yeah. Do you yeah, want to I tell know. him like anything? Like, hey, bro, what's up, man? I, you should be able to throw a. Ba- I think you should be able to throw a bash in that pool because you're the. You know, yeah, the high, bro, but there's not many high school dudes drafted. How many high school kids were drafted? Um, not that. I mean, I really don't know the number. But there was like what a handful? Um, uh, probably more than that. There's a but lot. But I mean, a handful of good ones. Yeah, a handful of good ones. So you're one of the good ones. I mean, I'm one of the good ones. So do you think that, um, bro? Have you ever been to Arizona? Yeah, I've been. I was just there this weekend playing at their ball field. Oh, so you've already gone out and tasted some? Yeah, I seen. I, I was out there with the uh, chicks in the swimming pool, you know. Oh, all right. Well, we'll I come back. To keep them away. All right, Guy Carbono scores with under a minute to go, and it ties the game of the Red Wings at twos late. Oh, you didn't know that hockey was still going on? What is it? Freaking July Fourth. Big Jim's in here. Hey, Jim, did you know it was July 4th and there's still hockey on? <laughs> we love it anyway. Hey, look at I'm wearing an NHL sweater right now. I'm wearing the um, the European from the All-Star game, the European blue and white one. And I look freaking good in it. Hey, where is my um, where is my guy? What is what are, what are you doing to me in here? Baltimore 3-0 over Boston and Toronto 5-1 over the Tigers. Roger Clemens, the complete game. Ten strikeouts for the Rock. He dyed his hair, too. What's up with that? It's like white. <laughs> you gotta be good. Seriously, he looks like a freak. <laughs> what did he do? I was watching highlights tonight. I was like, 21 for the Blue Jays. That's Clemens. He dyed his hair white. I can't even... Brad, we're gonna have to do a, uh, a corn nut check here. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm visibly upset. You sicken me. Where is this dude? Anderson, am I going to have to jump through the glass and kill you dead? Let me give you some idea of what we got going on here. We're talking to this um, minor leaguer. He's going to be, we're going to root for this dude forever. I brought in so much junk food tonight I could puke. Hold on. Now, here's what's going on outside of uh, your neighborhood. Tom Glavin, a winner tonight. He won his eighth game, and he beat Jeff Juden, and Mark Wolder's got his eighth save. Uh, Al over, buddy. Guy Carbono scored. 
His third of the playoffs from Sergei Zubov and Mike Keane at 18.35 to tie the game at twos with the Red Wings. And, of course, uh, they're playing in Dallas. Jose Mesa enters the game for the Indians. The bases is loaded in two outs. They're playing. It's crazy. Uh, they're up 2-1 in the bottom of the eighth at Minnesota. The Yankees, El Duque pitching tonight up 7-1 on Tampa, top nine. Let's go to uh, the Yank. Yankles at Yankee Stadium right now. Hey, Yankel, what do you got? El Duque tonight. Yo, man, he has seven strikeouts in seven innings. Mark Stanton just struck out the last batter. The Yankees won 7-1. Fred McGriff had a home run in the fourth inning. Yankees came back in the bottom of the fourth, scored five runs. Then the Scott Brosis had a second double, four RBIs in the game later in the sixth. Yankees win final 7-1. El Duque, very impressive, only two walks. Awesome, Yankel. Hold on for us, buddy. And Yankel at Yankee Stadium. I think that we got to get this kid a job. He's like 18, and he's a runaway. And we love him. Uh, Max, what do you got? We got Pete Williams on four to segue from the baseball. Yeah, we're looking forward to talking more to Tommy Kale about his professional baseball career. He was drafted in the 10th round by the Arizona Diamondbacks, a high schooler, a center fielder, a badass out of Pittsburgh's Baldwin High School, a miserable institution. No. (laughs) And uh, Pete Williams, Baseball Weekly, to tell um, Tommy some tales about what's going on. And Brett's going to talk about his friend Chris Shep, who plays in... The Miners, he played in Charlotte. Where is he now? Where? Oh, he's in Edmonton. Lovely place for skiing and hockey. That's right. They're in the Pacific Coast League. We'll tell you about that. We'll talk more with Tommy Kale. Pete Williams of Baseball Weekly. You love him. We love him. We like Tommy. He's all cool. He's chilling in Pittsburgh with us tonight. This is Throw on a Bench. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you, because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, can I please enjoy a segment of my show? You miserable. I hate all of you. Anyway, um, Tommy Kale got drafted by the Arizona Diamondbacks in the 10th round, and he's a center fielder out of Baldwin High School in Pittsburgh. Tommy, we've been talking tonight about everything, and I wanted to give you a little taste maybe of uh, 
you know, first you got to tell us what the plan is, what your plan is in terms of how are you going to approach, um, obviously, your future here. Are you going to bypass? Are you going to go to college? You're going to go straight to the pros? You're going to go into the minors? What are you going to do? Well, uh, right now it's all up in the air. It's about a 50-50 chance each way. And, uh, you know, I'm looking to get the right offer from the team and, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm sort of leaning to going to play, but, uh, you know, it's not up to me. It's up to them. So. What about uh, your college? Have you gotten a lot of college offers? Yeah, I am. Um, you know, I'm all, I'm all set to go to the University of South Carolina. The game wow. Oh, that's a great school. Yeah, it's a sweet name. Too. Uh, it's an awesome uh, school. And, you know, I was down in Atlanta, and I worked um, there for a year. And so I know the passion of SEC, obviously, and, um, you know, the ACC, SEC, just the baseball and football down there and the hoops, my God, it's just awesome. Yeah. You're going to love it. I mean, dude, there is, I got to tell you, I mean, you've been down, there, obviously, to the campus. Uh, what did that do for you? It's a great campus, great school, great area of the country. I will say this, you will sweat your ass off. Yeah. Yeah, well. It's I, hot I love, down there. Yeah, I loved it down there. Cool. Uh, yeah. What was it like for you to go down and check it out? I mean, where did you look elsewhere? Um. You know what? I really, uh, it was really South Carolina from the start. And, really? Uh, yeah, and you know, the, the coaches down there, um, Jim Toman and Ray Tanner, they're just great guys, and uh, I wouldn't mind playing for them at all. How was that decision? Uh, did you have any uh, buddies or family or your dad? or did, Is South Carolina in your family roots? No, I'm just, they came up and see me, and they liked me, and I, uh, it was all over from there. I, guess. I think that's just a terrific story. Usually there's a kind of a prodding sometimes by a family or somebody trying to push you into doing something. So you sound to me, Tommy, Kale, like a guy that's making decisions for himself. You liked what you saw. You liked the people that you talked to. You know the tradition of the uh, conferences and everything. And it's just a beautiful place, let alone uh, everything you'll experience there. My God, the women at South Carolina, dude, you are going to be in heaven. I kid you not. Now, you have to be just stoked that you're making decisions already for yourself. Would you rather go pro now, or would you rather go down there? Um, you know what? It really doesn't matter to me because, uh, you know, I'm looking to start a pro career, you know, rather out of high school or out of college. Either way. Either way. All right, so why don't we get Pete Williams on a baseball weekly? And Pete is our... Um, it just like he's like a freaking, you know. Sometimes you get like cheesy magazines like ESPN that comes out biweekly. Pete Williams is weekly, man. He is like annual. He is daily. He is the big. He is the answer to all of my problems. And he lives in a double wide down in Tampa, St. Petersburg. Where I saw it was a time for the change, Peter. Scotty, what's happening? You, but my friend, I got to tell you, I got Tommy Kale on, and he's going to the Diamondbacks in the tenth round, a high schooler center fielder out of. Uh, Pittsburgh, and I wanted you, if you would, please, much to the chagrin of Tommy, but I want you to give him an idea of what the route is like. You've seen kids like the Matt Millions or whatever. I, I'm telling you not to talk about Matt Millions. I mean, he died, but he was a great high schooler out of Riverview in Sarasota. Tell him about what his path would be like and his career choice and 
uh, in terms of how you've seen it develop for others, I mean, I know that you've seen some kids sign and go to the minors immediately. Do most end in the Florida Instructional League in, in uh, the Rookie League, or do some end in double? Do some ever end in triple? How, how does the path go, Pete Williams, if that doesn't sound too bizarre, for Tommy Kale? Well, I guess it really depends. Uh, I tell you, as someone who covers baseball for a living and has been in big league clubhouses, I, I tell you what, I think if uh, someone had taken me on a tour of a big league clubhouse when I was 12 years old and to see what the lifestyle these guys lead and, and what has uh, what they have waiting for them if, if they can make it to the proverbial show, then uh, I, I think I would be pretty darn inspired. And uh, if a guy can make it through the bushes and the, the minor leagues and all the stops along the way, I mean, it's, uh, it's a lot to look forward to, to say the least. Hey, Pete, now i got to get Brett Abbott in here to say something about his friend Chris Shep. Now, what kind of uh, career do you think Shep's having, uh, you know, Brett? At least we saw him go to Charlotte and to Edmonton. Honestly, I mean, the kid has improved. He's in AAA now. He was in AA, and now he's hitting better than he did in AA. you got to be awfully proud of your friend. He's made it all the way up to the level. And I think that Chris Shep seems like a guy that I met and is determined to go to the majors. It's been a frustrating route for him, though, because he's stuck in the Marlins organization, getting buried down in AA and AAA. They finally release him, and they have another chance with another organization. So what's the situation? Uh, now, tell him about your brother, at least. Uh, your brother pitched Kyle Abbott. Uh, Kyle had a tough time in, in, in baseball as well. Tell him what happened. Actually, baseball took care of my brother. You know, He's set for life because of baseball, but okay, so, he had an easier road than most people. So how did it go? He had a year in AA, year in AAA, or two years in AAA, and then right in the majors. Right in the majors. And then, um, has he had injuries and stuff? What did it amount to? He had the Tommy John surgery. That's why his career is over. His career ended because of the uh, elbow surgery, and but he did make it to the show. And so, I mean, Tommy, you got to dig the chances. I've tried to give you an idea of a couple people that we've seen go through the route. And just to give you a taste, uh, not to give you advice, not to give you make you sound like you're sitting there having to listen to us, but just to give you a taste of what happens. We know good friends of ours that have done it. I have some friends that play in AAA baseball, and I got to tell you that if I were you, um, you know, do what you got to do. It sounds to me like you've made a big choice in South Carolina. If you get the right offer, you'll make the right choice. You sound like a really mature dude with your head on your shoulders. Good luck, and I hope you stay a center fielder, and I hope that your career blossoms and you do terrific. Thank you, sir. Hey, be cool, Tommy, and go get some or something. Your girlfriend's looking for you. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just about to do that. All right, brother, you're the man, and remember, we're always rooting for you on the bench. Thank you. Thanks a lot. See you, brother. Okay. All right, Tommy Kale, the Arizona Diamondbacks want to throw him in their hot tub, and I, I'd go swimming with him in that hot tub because chicks dig dudes in the hot tub. Baseball Weekly's Pete Williams will go the distance with him. It's going to be incredible. We're going to ask him about everything, including Mark McGuire's back spasms. That was cool. Um, let's get Pete Williams on. He's a beautiful human being. Pete, sorry about making you wait. You should have given him a beer or something. My God. Strap him into a cold one, and let's uh, talk baseball. Anyway, Pete Williams, Baseball Weekly. Um, I'll tell you, uh, they got Brady Anderson on the uh, cover of Baseball Weekly today, and it's really about the big money Orioles struggling. And then, you know, Pete, it's been quite a crazy ride for him, but I'll tell you uh, the signs that I've seen lately, and, and I've talked about it with you before, uh, Palmero back-to-back game-winning home runs. I think that they're turning the corner, and I think that they're going to be a – quite a uh, June, July, and August watch. 
I, I think so too, Scotty. I mean, this is a team that obviously uh, has had some problems early on, but a lot of it can be remedied just by getting guys off the DL when you talk about Mike Messina. And people forget the impact that Scott Kamenicki gave to that rotation last year, and he, of course, has been out. So I think the Orioles are still going to be in the hunt. I mean, there's no question that life is different under Ray Miller as opposed to Davey Johnson, and Rand- Randy Myers is a big loss as well. But this team is too good, too talented. Yeah, it's a little old. Yeah, it's not as good as the Yankees, but I think we'll hear from before the season's up. Well, they, I guess, you know, that big brawl and everything, what do you think it did to them? I mean, they've turned on Benitez. Is this guy, uh, is he losing sleep? I mean, do you think he'll ever be the same, Pete? No, I don't think so. I think they'd like to trade him at this point. I think they realize that for all the tremendous talent this guy has, that he's just, uh, he's going to be, 22 going on 16 at this point and, and that's a shame because he's a, a breathtaking talent a guy they really expected a lot from this year and uh, uh, I, I think they're going to have to find somebody else whether it's Sidney Ponson to be their closer or whatever but they, they can't have a repetition of that Pete Williams of Baseball Weekly it's just terrific talking to him every week we talk to Pete and we just go off on baseball you know the Orioles won again tonight I might add Pete three zip and uh, Eric Davis um two for four with an RBI and a run. I guess maybe every day I should get up on the other side of the bed, maybe find an umpire near me and get in an argument with him, and maybe my luck will change. Yeah, boy, I tell you what, this hasn't been a uh, good week for umpires by any means. Uh, Joe Brinkman going head-to-head with uh, Larry Rothschild. How about Dave Martinez getting tossed from the bench at uh, (laughs) Tropicana Field? I can't remember that ever happening. (laughs) Guy arguing there, and... But uh, Joe Brinkman, as our survey of umpires earlier this season suggests, is a guy who has a, uh, has a hot temper, not, not uh, afraid to use the thumb. Well, let's, um, while we're kind of talking about the, the Orioles and they're playing Boston and they've been beating them, and it's some crazy games. But, Pete, uh, the Red Sox, Nomar Garciaparra, which should I believe, the bad shoulder or the back-to-back two-run, three-run shots per night? I mean... It's just crazy, yeah, this, this guy. guy who uh, isn't going to let anything affect him, whether it's injuries or, or whatever. I, I think Nomar Garciaparra is a gamer, a guy that you know you're, you're going to get the, the top performance from every night. And, and yeah, even if he's not 100%, he's, he's still pretty darn good. How about Darren Lewis? Now, D. is a guy that just kind of got forgotten when he uh, left San Francisco, but I haven't forgotten him. And he's hitting well, and he's driving in a couple runs here and there. Do they like him? Is he a fit in Boston? I think he is. He, he's always been a good fit wherever he's been, whether, whether you're talking about uh, San Francisco. or and, and I think he's he's not a guy who you can rely on uh, for, for big numbers by any means, but he's uh, above average defensively, just a, a really good guy in the clubhouse. I, I think he'll work out well there. Pete Williams of Baseball Weekly. Get it every uh, Wednesday. It hits the... Uh newsstands and i fight for the right for mine i go in i cuss out people i'm like don't touch that you miserable and then it just it goes from there i promote them only because of pete hey uh pete how about el duque tonight just going bitch on the tampa bay team but el duque comes up and makes livian like long forgotten thank you ma'am yeah, he really does. I mean, uh, I don't think you can think of uh, any two more night and day comparisons than uh, fl- the Florida Marlins and the, uh, the the New York Yankees right now. I mean, the two teams clearly going in opposite directions, uh, Levon and El Duque. And, and, and this is just uh, as if the Yankees needed any more help getting this guy thrown into the mix. Uh, 
at a time when, I mean, everyone thought he was going to be an insurance policy to begin with, but now to, to have him in there when, when you're a little worried about David Cohn or the health of David Wells, and uh, boy, it, it, every time you think there might be a chink in the armor of this Yankee team, somebody else steps up. That was every time Max talks back to me now, I give five grand to Brett, and I hate Brett. Here's your scores. The Cubs 5-1, Sosa 2-run shot. They beat the Marlins. San Fran 8-5 over Cincinnati Pirates, 3-0 over the Mets. They swept the Mets in three at the Astra. You got love them. Atlanta 5-2 over Milwaukee. Clavin wins his eighth. And Montreal 3-2 over the Phillies. Baltimore playing well all of a sudden. Three zip winners over the Red Sox. Toronto 5-1 over Detroit Clemens, the complete game with the dyed hair. Yankees and El Duque, seven strikeouts, 7-1 winners over Tampa and Minnesota. 3-2 over Cleveland. Justice hit his 11th. Arizona up on Colorado 2-1. And St. Louis up on L.A. 1-zip. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Pharrell with you from L.A. Good evening. What's happening? I never knew that the left jack sucked. This left jack I've been using for the last, like, 13 years, it sucks. I mean, I just plugged it into this other one, and it came in, like, tenfold better. I thought I was going deaf all this time, Brad. Good news. Just in. I'm not going deaf. I'm over here pouring coffee from my new coffee pot. Anderson put glue on the bottom of the prick. Huh? Anderson, is there any way you can come in here and de-glue my frickin' coffee pot from the frickin' thing so I don't frickin' stick your head in there? Brett Abbott and Max Krasny and Anderson Counter here are the crew. Don't mess with that, dude. Or die. How about a story in SI this week? I kid you not about Peter Vesey and his relationship with his brother, George Vesey, who writes for the New York Times. Peter Vesey, the penis that you know from NBC and the NBA. Um, there's just 
like no one that likes watching this dude. Please spare me the thought. He must be doing somebody to get that gig. He's a bastard. I mean, basically the story talks about him being a bastard. Look, look at this story, this grim story on this dude. Anderson, when you look at that one time, this, this old brother, and to see the picture of his face looking like that, you've got to know that this is a story that's going to rip this dude to shreds. I always pick them so that they can look just like the, the story he's going to read. Man, he looks like a gorilla with a shaved face. He looks like Satan. Gorilla with a shaved face. Like Satan. 800 Bench 2-9. Uh, you know, the story's about, and they hardly speak to each other. <laughs> oh, God. My source was the Barellin owner. How about that? VC had become the league's rogue gene. I can't believe this stuff. It makes me puke, so let's talk baseball with... Pete Williams, Baseball Weekly. So Max can go smoke another bowl. Um, anyway, uh, Pete, uh, down in Tampa, let's let's keep talking about the Yankees. We were talking about him a minute ago, about El Duque. He had a great night tonight, but uh, Cone, uh, you know, the story about getting bit by a dog, I, I got to think that Arabu bit him. I think so, too. Somebody did in, in that clubhouse. But, you know, it's interesting. You talk about the Vesey brothers. I mean, they, two guys who couldn't be more apart. I mean, George Vesey, who's a, a very elegant, well-read kind of guy, the, the type of guy you wouldn't be ashamed to, uh, I don't know, have at a cocktail party, as, as opposed to his brother Peter, who's this kind of bare-knuckles brawler of a guy. So uh, yeah, He writes the, uh, for the throat, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think they're both effective at what they do. but uh, and, and they look alike. I mean, they're obviously brothers. But uh, I, I don't think you could uh, find two more guys more different in terms of mannerisms. How about this? Here's a headline from it. The Nick Stampers referred to the two brothers simply as good and evil. Yeah, I don't think that's, that's far from the truth. I mean, we had uh, Peter, interesting story at USA Today. We had uh, Peter Vesey working there for a while, if people can remember, about three or four years ago. And uh, uh, Vesey came in, and uh, they, his agent faxed his contract uh, to the to the main fax line in the middle of the newsroom. And, I mean, it was a, a staggering amount at the time, I think like two hundred grand, which, uh, granted, isn't Mike Lupica money, but uh, for what we paid USA Today, it was pretty staggering. And uh, faxed in the middle of the newsroom, and, and a bunch of agate clerks uh, got a hold of it, and and the uh, the sports editor USA Today was very upset that people were reading this, and and and, and everyone goes, well, well, wait a minute. I mean, we're we're reporters. We're supposed to uncover information and whatnot, and so uh, so that that I think uh, didn't set a very good tone. What turned out to be a very brief tenure at USA Today for Peter Vesey. There are few things George loathes as much as tabloids. He needs the Times constraints. I find it intriguing to have Pete Williams comment on it because. Pete is a great writer, and he writes for Baseball Weekly. Um, it sure is a, quite a I guess his third generation, David and Laura, will follow George and their granddad into sports journalism. And I have a um, journalism degree from Indiana University, one of the fine journalism schools in the country. I got out in 87, never went back. <laughs> I'm sure they miss you, too. Yeah, they love me there, uh, Pete. You know, when I got huge, uh, they took all the credit for it, and then I had to, I don't know, I sued somebody. No, I love IU. I love Bloomington. I love the people down there. I love going down there, except that I have so many people now there that want to kill me that I decided to just talk to you. Anyway, let's um, get into the Mets. They really excite me. You know, the other day I was on the Lincoln Tunnel, Pete. I was in New York. I was doing a shoot with MTV, and I was, uh, I got 
Max went to the Arabu Saturday, lost to the Red Sox, a great game. And then Sunday was one of the craziest games I've ever seen. They, Pettit gives up nine runs. But I'm, meanwhile, in a limo going in traffic to the airport. And I swear to God, to make a long story short, the Mets scored three runs or whatever in the ninth inning or two runs to win the ball game. And it was their eighth straight win or ninth. And they had 19 hits that day. I think the Mets are going to catch the freaking Braves. I think so, too. This is a very uh, underrated team. Obviously, not a whole lot of uh, big-name star personalities other than, most notably, Mike Piazza. But this is really starting to remind you of 1993 when, when Fred McGriff uh, came to an Atlanta Braves team that was really just missing a spark more than anything else. And I think they went 38-19 the rest of the way, won, uh, what was it, 103 games, edged the Giants by one game. But uh, this is really starting to remind you of that. And, and I think uh, it's really amazing to, to think that somebody could somehow upstage that Yankees team, I mean, as good as they are to, to come in and, and to really do a heck of a job. Uh, I think this has just been a team laying in wait for, uh, for good things to happen. Pete Williams, Baseball Weekly. You can get it every Wednesday or have it delivered. Pete, let's get into this baseball story now that's so huge. Fred Clare, first of all, he, by orders of Fox, obviously, Nomo says, I don't like being in the middle of trade room. Boom, they fire him. He's done with the Dodgers. He's demoted. Thus, he'll never pitch for him again. Now he's talking deals. I think he's going to the Mets to join Yoshi and Valentine, who's coached him, and Duncan, who's coached him, who's with him. I mean, it's just a fit, but I know that other teams are interested. What do you think is going to happen? And then today, uh, you know, yesterday, the Randy Johnson, they broke that off for uh, Valdez and, and Dreifert. And now I feel today with a story about Dombrowski and Leland, Pete Williams, what do you know before I have a stroke? I think that's not as far-fetched as it seems. The question is, can they pull it off before the season's over, or is this strictly an off-season deal? And and I, Leland can get out of his contract, and Browski certainly can, and, and so that that is, is a very interesting possibility. I think with the uh, the, the Mets situation, I, mean, I think that's only going to get better. With, but with the Dodgers, I mean, where else are Dombrowski and Leland going to go? I mean, I think Claire really has blundered by not being able to pull off this Randy Johnson deal. The knock on him is that he's been trigger shy about pulling off a blockbuster trade ever since he got burned with the Delino DeShields Pedro Martinez trade. And uh, maybe there's some legitimacy to that. What about Baltimore? Uh, would they fire Miller, uh, believe it or not, and give Leland the job in Dombrowski uh, GM duties? No, I don't think so. Pat Gillick, uh, even though he hasn't always agreed with uh, Peter Angelos, and, and I think Kevin Malone, that's still his job. Uh, I guess he's been a patient foot soldier there. But uh, would, they, would they go separate ways? Yeah, I, I could see that. I mean, there's, there's, you got to remember, I mean, there's no great love between Jim Leland and, D- and Dave Dombrowski. I mean, they get along, but there's always been that kind of wedge there between Jim Leland and Don Smiley. He thinks he's a pain in the ass. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so Dombrowski's always been kind of the, the guy left out of the loop. Hey, we're talking to Pete Williams. Um, we'll come back and we'll rifle a few more at it. Hey, if you make fun of my music ever, Brett, I'll have your teeth and lip removed. I got a couple loose teeth that could be uh, need some fixes. Brett, I went today. I kid you not. Listen to this. I went to the dentist today, and I am in. I'm in a barbiturate heaven right now. Pete Williams of Baseball Weekly with us. He's understanding his teeth. Oh my God, Pete! Are you like? Does that is that what sunblock does to you? 
Something like that, Scotty. Hey, how about Dennis Rodman's hairdo tonight in the Jazz game, or are you avoiding that at all costs and watching a baseball game? I, I you know, I will go out and watch Florida State League baseball before I uh, go see Dennis Rodman. And you remember, Pete, that I was the voice of the Florida State League until they fired me, too. I uh, carry on your proud tradition, buddy. God bless you. Now, let's do it. Um, you know, I guess uh, this week I was checking you out. I was like, uh, you know, what's Pete up to? And then as I glanced around looking for you, I was like, uh, 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 uh. And I had talked to you so many times last week that I lost track of how many times I've talked to you. But the fact of the matter is this. I want to dance through all of the big names. Um, as I watch from out here, uh, I got to tell you that I'm intrigued by the Central. Houston hanging. But look at the Pirates. I swear to God, they're a game under 500, And they just got done sweeping the Mets. And that has got to stun you after they won nine straight, then go in. And I had Jason Schmidt on, then the hero last night, Kevin Young. And then tonight, they shut them out again. Everyone thought this Pirates team had peaked last year, and it was going to be very difficult for them to improve. I think people thought that they would kind of be like the Detroit Tigers, kind of struggle early. But if anything, this team's much improved. And if anything, that Denny Nagel trade isn't looking that bad. I mean, uh, Ron Wright, uh, the verdict is still out on that guy. He was the key figure. But Jason Schmidt, of course, uh, looks like he's going to go to the All-Star game. And, and what a story that's going to be. I mean, who'd have thought that Jason Schmidt and maybe even Kevin Millwood would be right there with uh, Tom Glavin and Greg Maddox uh, pitching for the National League in Denver. You know, Atlanta had an eight-and-a-half game lead, and it's shrinking. And, I mean, I know Maddox won his eighth. I know Glavin won his eighth. But I can sit there and say Jason Schmidt, and I can sit there and talk about this uh, Mets team with the best ERA in baseball. And on May 26th, Atlanta's lead was huge, and now they've got to, I mean, at least be, like, nail-strown and, and chewing a little nail. Are they nervous at all or anything? I think you have to be. I think they thought they'd be able to put this in cruise control this year. That It would be a, a pretty easy ride for them with uh, the Marlins, uh, of course, giving away all of their players. The Phillies still in rebuilding mode. And the Expos, of course, light years away from being competitive. But uh, I, I think no one thought that the Mets would be as good. I think everyone thought that Bobby Valentine did it with smoke and mirrors last year with uh, too much of uh, uh, Rick Reed types and, and people like that. So I think they have to be a little concerned. But it, it's a tremendous positive that uh, Andres Galarraga and, and Walt Weiss have been as, as good as they have been. So I think we're going to have a race here in the National League East. Pete Williams with us. Jim Tomey's having a hell of a year. He really is. And the Indians have uh, stayed on top. And last week he, you know, hit three more homers. And, you know, the guy's got 13 and he's hitting 323. And he's got, uh, you know, 70 hits. And he's got a ton of doubles. And the guy just driving in runs left and right. He's up to around, you know, 48 or something like this. I mean, this guy's a legitimate hitter, great eye. Uh, this team gets it done. Uh, sometimes I don't know how, but Jared Wright got his first shutout ever the other night. And, I mean, what are your thoughts on him? On, uh, on the Cleveland Indians, yeah. I think you have to be impressed with that team. Everyone thought that, hey, they don't have enough pitching. They they don't have enough of this or that. They're, the knock on them, of course, since 95 is that they haven't had enough pitching to win. They don't have the front-line starter. They've fallen short with every big-time free agent or guy that's available in trade. But they, they've gotten the job done. And, and I, I think it's a credit to the, the organization that John Hart has developed there. Hey, interestingly enough, you can buy your Cleveland Indians stock as of tomorrow morning. I think it's going to start at $14, NASDAQ Exchange, CLEV for you. Uh, hey, the Packers on, stock uh, did really investors. well. Yeah, again, uh, it's worth uh, a half cent. It's not indicative of future return, and <laughs> can and do lose money. <laughs> the Cleveland Indians, that probably will be the case as well. But you can't uh, tell Pete's been on the show. If you're a rotisserie player, you have to like the Cleveland Indians. Otherwise, um, I don't. I think if you're an investor, Pete's getting a hammer right now. I can hear it. I heard somebody yelping in the back. 
Anyway, Pete, tell me this. I don't know what you're hearing, Scott. <laughs> Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. The Angels. Now, who are they kidding and believing, A, that Tim Salmon continue to play with a broken foot and a plantar fascia tear? Even if he's the DH, he's a liability. But his bat isn't. But it's not going to last. It's only going to get worse. And what was this brawl with the Royals about this minor leaguer? I know that Muser sent him down today. Yeah, they just, how about the Kansas City Royals? Not not the team you figure for uh, being out there in the middle of the brawl, but uh, yeah, I, I think uh, just just some some frustrations boiling over, and I, I guess in the aftermath of the Yankees Orioles, are inevitably going to be people who say, hey, you know, wait a minute, why can't we have some reform to to keep these things from happening? But as we know, the the union is so powerful that it believes that any rules that might be implemented would be a collective bargaining issue, and and so we're we're not we can't expect to see any sort of change. Okay, let me ask you. Uh, here's Pinella. I want you to hear this. This is Pinella finally had it, in, you know, basically up to his neck with uh, frustration over his bullpen, and he's just had it up to here listening to people talk about it. I'm not getting myself upset anymore. I'm really not. I'm not getting myself upset anymore because I'm the one that sucks. Doesn't do any good anyway. <laughs> the club goes out and plays hard every day. We just battle our butts off, and we just can't get the, the right things that to happen. I mean, what do you think of the Mariners? I mean, it's like every night you got to flip a coin. And while you're at it, you might as well make fun of the Dodgers' bullpen. It sucks. Yeah, I don't know if it's as bad as Seattle's. I mean, this is a, a grim situation. We've talked about it so much before. Every time Seattle goes out there and sees uh, Mike Jackson doing the job for, for Cleveland, they have to wonder, geez, you know, if we had just shelled out $2.5 million, we'd be in good shape. We'd still have Jason Veritek, Jose Cruz Jr., Derek Lowe, and, and everybody else. Just uh, got to be a heartbreaking situation if you're a Mariners fan. Alex Rodriguez has been unbelievable, though. Pete, you wrote about attendance this week, and obviously uh, – um, you got to be concerned everywhere, but if I'm the Mets, I'm stoked for the upper deck to start filling up the way Piazza's played. And uh, man, this guy is so freaking New York. It smells. I was there for a week, and I'm going back out for a week. Uh, I'm going to be out there for the Yankees Mets interleague. I may just go nude to those games. I'm going to be so stoked. I'm going to stack cups. I think nude night at, at Shea Stadium is a perfect way to draw it. And, and Scotty, frankly, I think you're the man to start it. But, Pete, uh, you're beautiful. You and you and Mike Piazza's uh, friends from, well, well, we'll leave it at that. But I, I think uh, Piazza's a perfect fit in New York. Pete's like orgasming on the air. He's having sex, I'm telling you. And if Hideo can't... Nomo gets in there, I think they're going to be even, even in better shape. Hey, tell me this lastly, uh, if not leastly. Which doesn't make sense, but I like the way it sounds. I'm thinking about um, J.D. Drew. He went to the Cardinals, and they also got Chad Hutchinson. What did you think of the draft? 
I, very interesting. The, the Cardinals evidently believe that they have a very good relationship. Listen, you can tell he's having sex. They drafted both Drew and Hutchinson. And, and this in the aftermath of not being able to pull off that Andy Bennett. Listen to him. Evidently, you know, uh, Walt Jockety believes that he and Scott Boris, there's a bond there, if, if for no other reason, that maybe Boris, uh, you know, has some loyalty to the Cardinals, having played for them in the minor leagues. He'd enjoy your uh, lovely uh, better half. And uh, thank you, as always, for your deep. Deep, hardcore, like, triple X version of baseball insights. Baseball Weekly's Pete Williams. Pete, scrub the double wide. The mud is getting ridiculous from this side of town. We can see it all the way over here. Thanks, Scotty. All right, Pete Williams, you got love him. All right, Brett, here's the true test on whether or not. Turn on your mic right now. Let's see if you laugh. I'm going to give you the true test of. Am I boring you, Matt? If. David Wells is fat or not, and if he is just a drinker. Now, I want you to react. Turn on the mic. I want you to react to this picture in ESPN Magazine last week. <laughs> All right. And what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> Look at the freaking girth on that dude. Now, Max, we drank with him. Have you ever seen anybody drink more than me except him? No doubt, bro. Max is really fired up for the show tonight. You can tell. Actually, he's just lingering for the free doobie at the end of the night. 800 bench 29. Some chick comes by. She's a stalker of Dr. Drew's from the show Smut Lines. We saw Adam uh, and Drew the other day driving their similarly colored BMWs. They drive the same cars, man. That was the last day I ever liked either one of them. You heard me. I don't like dudes who drive the same car. Anderson, do you have the same car as your neighbor? Same color? How about these two dudes with the same BMWs driving around? Who's their dealer? That's right, I'm making fun of them. You sissy, it is funny. What, have they got the same uh, air mint freshener in there, too, like a Christmas tree mint? Uh, What? They're actually a little different. Oh, they're totally different. But um, I like Drew and Adam a lot. I'm just making fun of them, dude. They got the same freaking cars. It's funny. I mean, if you don't think that's funny, then you have no sense of humor, and I don't want to know you. I know you don't want to know me either, Max. Now, I want you to see uh, the target of all the rumors in baseball of, of bad news. Here's a J.D. Drew shot. Look, they got a target on his face. If you don't get ESPN Magazine, you should. Did you know that it's got over 400,000 in subscribers already? But it's better than the TV network because that sucks. Brian in Baltimore, good evening. Hey, Pharrell, what's up, man? I, do you watch Comedy Center? Oh, yeah, all the time. Well, good luck to you. Thanks, man. Hey, man, I wanted to ask you a question. Whose ball do you think was better, Anaheim's or the Orioles? In terms of ball? The brawl. Oh, you mean the brawl. Oh, the Orioles, clearly. That was great. Dude, there is no um, there's no brawl this year that'll be better than that. That may have been one of the great baseball uh, brawls ever. They went into the dugout, dude, and yeah, Strawberry and everybody on that team has said that it's not over. I think Strawberry's a punk. We're going to take it to him this time. Careful. What, who is it? I'll get him on the phone. Is he there? Hello? Hey, yellow. He's in the design for all the bush. I will get him on the freaking phone. What do I care? Dude, you have to tell me these things. What do you guys think I am? Some kind of freaking machine in here? Like, I've. Uh, what is a Brian to me? Oh, he's the man. Tell me. At least I know who this dude is. He's hilarious. Is. He's not ready to come on, so I'm going to talk to Brad Hirsch at Dodger Stadium. 
Dodgers and Cardinals, it looks like uh, they're all tied up. Hey, Brad, good evening. Hey, buddy. It's one to one here, bottom half of the uh, third inning. Runs came for the uh, for the Cards in the top of the first. Brian Jordan singled in Ron Gant, made it one to nothing, and then in the bottom half of that inning, Carroll singled in Eric Young, and uh, that made it one to one. Hey, Brad. Do you think um, do you think that the Dodgers' next move will be if they don't get like severely over 500 to fire Russell and Claire and give that gig to Leland? Do you, I mean, because they love him. I'm sure Fox loves him. I, I'll tell you what I think is I think that um, if nothing happens in the next month, I think that you will probably see uh, those guys ride out the season and then get fired in the offseason. And I absolutely, without a doubt, see Jim Leland coming to the Dodgers. There's no question in my mind if the Dodgers don't start doing something here. All right, Brad Hirsch out of Dodgers Stadium doing a great job for us. Uh, Scott Ostrowski at Qualcomm Stadium, the Padres and Astros. Hey, Scotty, how you doing tonight? Cool, Scotty, how's everything? Everything's going great right now. Padres are up one nothing on a Tony Gwynn fielder choice RBI in the bottom of the third. Does anybody even know that the Padres are in first place, Scott? Yeah, it's well, you know, I think I think people are just, uh, you know, they've been playing a little bit hurt, and uh, people are starting to give them a little recognition, but the big talk around town is about how the Giants have won, I think, what, eight in a row now? And uh, they're on the prowl, so uh, they're moving in on the Padres. So the Padres are trying to match them stride for stride. So they're 14 games over 500, looking for more tonight. Who do they got on the hill? Uh, right now they got Joey Hamilton, and he's pitching a one-hitter. Last week he, out, of course. Last week he pitched that uh, great game. He went into what was it, zero-zero all night, and I, I don't remember who he was up against. Somebody from St. Louis. Yeah, and, and tonight too. Like I said. Uh, uh, Padres are going to have to get healthy, Scotty, for them to have a run at it. And uh, the way the Giants are coming on strong and the way uh, Hershiser's pitching, uh, you know, it's, it's all going to come down, looks like it's going to come down to pitching and who's going to stay healthy. Six in a row for the Giants. That's Scott Ostrowski. He'll be calling in all night from Qualcomm. We'll keep our eyes on that ball game. We'll keep our eyes on Dodger Stadium. We got our eyes on the Bulls and Jazz. Let me give you a score. I saw 75s a second ago. Let me give you a legitimate update. It is in the fourth, late, the ball game on the line. They're tied at 75s. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to a, um, tonight I'm going to a, uh, well, actually I'm checking into a, a fancy hotel tonight because. Um, tonight? I, well, check-in time's about over. It's well, like don't tell me. I'm Pharrell. I own the frickin' city. And I call Is up and right? I told them who I was. And they said that they were ready for me and they love me. Right. But I'm going over to this place in Beverly Hills. And I'm going to stay in it and I'm going to scrub myself. And then it's I'm going to. Beverly Hills, no less. Yeah, why not? This place is posh. I got the dude on the take. I'm staying in a suite bigger than your freaking house. I'm now, I'm telling you, out here where I live, it's not even 9 o'clock. Uh, you got to understand. So when I'm done with the show, it's perfect time to check in. By the time I check in, I'll be down in the bar. Dude, that okay. rock. Now, tell me this. Um, now, when I'm there, I have to do a, a shoot tomorrow. I'm doing a, a like a movie a shoot. shoot. You're that gorgeous. You have a shoot tomorrow? Well, I do, I do MTV, Catherine. Is that right? Yeah, but I don't watch MTV. I said I do it. You do it, but you don't watch it. Well, what do you think? I'm lying. It's embarrassing for you to see how gorgeous you really are. Well, I am pretty, Catherine. I will admit that. I'm a, I'm a good looking dude. I got a lot of chicks that want to do me, but I have a beautiful wife that I is. I hear that about. My wife's really a six footer, and she's dynamic. I can never get enough of her. I'm sure. But the bottom line is this: is that um, 
I'm checking into this place tonight, and I'm going to... Um, it's going to be incredible. I brought a bunch of junk food, and I'm going to eat all of it, including you like... You have chocolate chip cookies. Oh, I got five bags of almond M&Ms. Will that do? No, 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 no. You got to have the I also have massive out. bags of corn nuts, and I have 15 Orville Redenbacher microwave bags in my car to eat. And I also have, on top of that, freaking toaster treats and freaking no, 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 Pop-Tarts. No. This is what the, the nutritionists say. I also you have martinis. No, I have no, no. martinis you have and a big package. Things in moderation. In moderation. I have my own package in a martini. <laughs> That's all I need. I'll be strapping into myself tonight. Whenever I stay in hotels, Catherine, do you want me to tell you a secret? Please. Strange things happen. <laughs> Please, tell me. You're, you're the one with all the women in the in the Budapest room or whatever the hell you're doing. I'm, I'm telling you that I'm checking into a hotel and I'm going to drink heavily and I'm going to play with myself. I think that's natural. I'm going to watch nature. sports all night and just sit there on the big, fat-ass bed, and I'm sure I'll be, well, you know, self-starting. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's nature. I My wife knows beautiful. I do it. In fact, I let her know when I'm in the other room. I'm like, honey, look. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's nature. There's nothing wrong with Did it. Did you know that I'm growing a goatee, Katie? You are. Yeah, I'll be How on. How long is it right now? Give me in millimeters. I don't want to be talking about length with no, you, No, no, no. Give me in millimeters. How long is your goatee? It's getting long, Catherine. And no, no, no. Millimeters. Come on. You learned that in eighth grade. Hey, time. listen, Miss Canada. I don't want to do the metric system tonight. I got a million people on. You're lucky you're on here. Now, let me tell you something. I'm going <laughs> to be on. Oh, so lucky. No, don't be kidding yourself. You don't fool me. I know you think you're sitting there rolling your eyes right now going, hey, hey, hey. let me tell you something. I'll be on Letterman June 30th. You can see my goatee, and I hope you get laid tonight by someone other than your miserable husband that you couldn't <laughs> say one nice thing about the whole time you were on. You lose. Miserable. She was. She didn't say nothing nice about the guy. That was when I stopped liking her. I hope tonight she gets diarrhea with all that freaking cookie dough she's eating. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.